Here's a message from Ken Lavica. Leave it to the NFL to find a gray area when it comes to doing what's right. Stone Labanowitz hit the open. On your mark. Get set. Go! You are listening to Ken Lavica Live. What? Did we just become best friends? Yup. You want to go do karate in the garage? Yup. Turn it up. Turn it up! Now, live from the Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios, it's Ken Lavica Live on ESPN 1063. It's a bird, it's a plane. No, it's the commissioner swooping in to save the day. Roger Goodell, here he comes. Fine patrons of Earth, watch as he does what's right. I mean, I, this guy, this is Roger Goodell. A decade and a half of inconsistency, of nonsense, of arrogance, of football fascism. And here he comes now playing to the court of public opinion. And let's throw the flowers at him and have a parade. The NFL is appealing. Roger Goodell. Ken Levick alive on a Thursday here on ESPN 106. Three free ESPN app and on your smart speaker. And a John Levine Action and Attorney Studios. Downtown West Palm Beach, Phillips Point Towers. Off of the overcast yet pleasant. Intracoastal. Stone the Banowitz. Radio life partner. Friday Night Lights. He runs the, this catastrophe until 2 o'clock, and there she is in her full glory. She is the Dominican Queen. She is in for day two this week. She has a Hollywood uh, blockbuster blowout today. It is Con Air in honor of Aaron Rodgers, and it is Jeanette Javier here on Ken Levick Alive. Uh, Jeanette Javier, and we'll, we'll talk about this later because I want to get right into this, but she has pilfered my coffee. Wrong. I'm over... teaching you a lesson. I'm teaching you a lesson, and you know what? You put way too much creamer in your coffee. I put For three. somebody who dates I, I put, a Cuban, I put a this dates, is offensive. Married to her. True. You, do you not know the difference between an engagement and married? No, you are not the, the one to talk on. after yesterday's conversation. <laughs> you don't know the difference between engagement and marriage. Did you get taught what the difference between an engagement and marriage is after yesterday? I, I did get yelled at, yes. Oh, <laughs> nice. By your mm-hmm. mom or by Jess? By Jess. Oh, okay. Oh, I hope they Because I, like, I feel like Mama Stone probably could have uh, also conducted the yelling as yeah, well. absolutely. Uh, it would have not surprised me if it were both. Did we get you in trouble? In a sense, yes. Or did you get yourself in trouble? We just that, I was going to say, what did we do? <laughs> He's I actually, the one who spewed the idiocy <laughs> out of his he, mouth. He is in a top 50 market on the radio talking nonsense. Uh, 100%. Yeah. That was all stone. Mm-hmm. Yep. Good. Got yelled at. <laughs> For two things. For admitting Boy. he likes certain but things, hey. a certain letter of the alphabet. Mm-hmm. She did like being called fresh, though. And, you know, when we do get engaged or married. She'll be a fresh wife. She'll be a fresh wife. She's like, that was kind of badass. Like, I'll keep that one. Right off the With cuff. the Krispy Kreme lights on and everything. Now she loved the Krispy Kreme part, too. Nice. Fresh wife. Yes. Uh, so, so we have uh, fresh news from the NFL. And it happened yesterday evening. And no surprise, Roger Goodell put on his cape, put on his skin-tight outfit. He followed the beacon that was put up by those... Angry over the Deshaun Watson suspension. The, the, like Batman, where you have the, the, the Batman silhouette in the air. This instead is an $100 bill because that's what Roger Goodell chases because he has made millions upon millions as commissioner just raking in cash. So here he is flying through the sky amongst the clouds, swooping in with dollar bills flying from every pocket and his waistline on that superhero outfit and he is coming to save the day he has appealed the nfl has appealed and they are gonna get it done sue robinson uh -uh, don't need you thanks for the work you put in but see you later hit the road you only gave six games roger goodell in the nfl according to cleveland.com mary Kay cabot say no 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 (laughs) Deshaun, this will be an indefinite suspension for you. We are appealing. Who are we appealing to? Oh, ourselves. (laughs) An indefinite suspension. We want to make a massive monetary punishment as well. We are going to take some of that massive deal from the Browns that you signed, and we are going to send a message, and damn it, 
We're going to do what's right. Roger Goodell, NFL, heroic. Now, you hear this. You hear the NFL is going to appeal. You, Jeanette, not, you were not happy. None of us were happy with just six games for Deshaun Watson. No. On its face, it seems extremely light, extremely unbecoming in the grand scheme of things, knowing what we know about the number of accusers and the consistency in the stories. So you hear the NFL is coming through, you've got to feel a little bit better about the situation, right? I absolutely do. For once, I will give Goodell credit of doing the right thing, which if that was his goal and his superhero cape and looking like Batman, you know what? He kind of looks like it for once, and I will give him credit for it. What is his superhero name, the great Goodell? I don't know. But I have a symbol that they cast into the sky. Either oh, the, cl- the Roger Goodell clown symbol? Yeah, that instead for, of... And like, for once, he does good, and you guys are clowning on him. But but it was set up for him to kind of swoop in here. And it was so an alley-oop. This is where I want to talk about two words that start with the letter P, okay? And we're going to go back to this a couple of times, okay? But the two words are precedent, and the two words are process, okay? Process. We hear it a lot in sports, right? Yeah. Trust the process. Exactly. The 76ers made it famous. Trust the process. Trust the process. Trust the process. But now it really, truly has permeated another P word, by the way, all of our sports lives. Because every coach says, hey, it's the process. Every player, hey, just got to follow the process. There's a process here. Mike McDaniel said it the other day, the new Dolphins head coach. Hey, there's a process. We're just going to follow the process one step at a time. The process. In the NFL... The process used to be that Roger Goodell would individually take an accusation, take an action, and he would indiscriminately hand out a punishment based on what he felt was right. Maybe he was in a bad mood one day. Maybe one day he went to his wise football oracle. Maybe one day he prayed to God. Maybe one day he simply just threw some grass in the air and it formed into a number in the air. And that is what he decided to put down as a punishment for an NFL player. But with Roger Goodell, there never was any, here's the other P word, precedent. So what did the NFL try to do? They said, huh, we, we, we don't want to be in the business of being a judge, jury, executioner any longer. The NFLPA said, Let's work together. Let's negotiate. Let's put something together. Okay? And the NFL said, ah, you know what? We'll give way in good faith to having an independent arbiter. We will find this former federal judge a lot of respect for her. It'll be her job. It'll be her job to determine what the punishment is based off of personal conduct policy. We trust that this is the way forward. This is the path. This will now be the process what the NFL snuck in there. And Demora Smith, the head of the NFLPA, let into the CBA was if the NFL didn't quite get what it wanted, it was going to go back to the old ways, the authoritarian ways, the football fascist ways, and do whatever the hell it wanted to anyways. Just like the old days. Just like when Roger Goodell was at his peak. And guess what? It has taken one, one, one ruling from Sue Robinson. Jeanette, this was number one. This was her first foray into the punishment realm after the 2020 CBA. And guess what? The NFL is already going to clubber straight in the knees like Nancy Kerrigan. Just bring a lead pipe right to the knees. Why? Why me? Why anyone? Why? Why? If you didn't think I wasn't going to incorporate a figure skating scandal into this NFL scandal, you were wrong, damn it. You're welcome. But Roger Goodell, the first chance he has because of the cesspool he created, because he never set any precedent whatsoever, what is he going to do? He's going to blow up the process that he said he negotiated with the owners in good faith with the new CBA. So the NFL, sure, doing the right thing. We're doing the right thing. We're all horrified by what Deshaun Watson did, okay? Does Deshaun Watson deserve more than six games? Common sense would dictate 
Sure. But I also believe in staying true to a process that was negotiated in a billion-dollar corporation with a group of players that have the least number of guaranteed monetary figures of any sport in the entire continent of North America. The players whose bodies are at most risk. The players whose employment is most tenuous of any sport. They deserve to have a fair shake at fair employment, getting treated fairly by the employer. And when the employer is at the drop of a pin, completely blowing up the process that you sat down and shook hands with and signed a piece of paper and said, this is our agreement, this is how we move forward, I don't like that for the players who put their ass on the line week after week in the NFL. Deshaun Watson's a piece of garbage, an unremorseful piece of garbage, and he deserves all the punishment he can get. But let's not throw a cloak on Roger Goodell and raise him up onto a throne and march him down the boulevard because he's doing what's right. He is an authoritarian. This is not right. The circumstance may feel like it's right, but Roger Goodell is undercutting the whole process. He's not a hero. In fact, it was the NFL's sloppiness that got them in this situation. They couldn't even get right, Jeanette. They couldn't even get right the number of accusers they actually talked to. The NFL told Sue Robinson, we talked to 12 accusers. We talked to 12 accusers of Deshaun Watson. Here's our evidence. Here's what we're providing to you. Tony Busby, the lawyer for the accusers, went on first take yesterday and said, uh, no, it was actually 10. The NFL can't, they're lying about that. These people in the NFL, they are sketchy. They're shysters, okay? So, Deshaun Watson, there's a difference. Does he deserve a massive punishment more than six games? Sure. Did Sue Robinson do her job? Absolutely. Is it the most, is it the most games ever given for a nonviolent sexual assault in NFL history via player conduct policy that, by the way, put together by the NFL? Yes. Is Roger Goodell an authoritarian? Yes. This is not the right thing to do. The punishment was handed down. It may make us feel better deep inside to see Deshaun Watson not play at all this year, but if you believe, if you truly believe in a process, if you truly believe in a business, if you truly believe in agreements and binding contracts, then what Roger Goodell is doing is simply performing the same tasks that got the NFL in the position it's in now. We didn't like how he handed down punishments before. This is the same league, Jeanette that is perfectly willing to throw away someone's entire life and career because they smoked weed. Ask Josh Gordon. You smoke weed in the NFL, you're out in an indefinite amount of time. So who am I to sit there and say, oh, Raj, go get him. I know you're going to do what's right. When he condones that type of punishment for smoking damned marijuana. Are you kidding me? Bleep the NFL and bleep Roger Goodell. Deshaun Watson's a monster. Keep it at six games. Sue Robinson, if I were her, I'd be walking away today saying, you know what? You made me look like a piece of crap. I'm out. I'd be out if I was Sue Robinson. Yeah, well, you have to get the sense that she kind of knew this was coming. And, and that may be wild to say, but it was like they gave her, you know, four cases. She spit out six games. The world went crazy. Now it's time for Roger, which we knew was going to be, you know, the final hammer, was going to come in and give more. So, like, it all adds so up. So, the whole thing's a sham. The whole it, thing's a sham. That, it, that, that's it. A billion-dollar corporation signed a sham collective bargaining agreement with its players. It's players who get less than any other collective group of athletes in any other professional sport in the entire continent of North America and, most likely, the entire world. Sue Robinson that came out. That sucks. <laughs> Sue Robinson came out and gave six games, and immediately the narrative was they'll appeal, appeal for indefinitely or over a year. Like, we knew it. We knew this was coming. I mean, Jeanette, I want to ask you. Because you have been very, very heavily. I mean, we all have, but you especially on the Deshaun Watson has got to get what's coming to him. And what's coming to him should be a lengthier suspension than six games. Mm -hmm. And I'm not arguing with that. 
but there has got to be some sort of recourse in business. Would you like if if a boss of yours just completely skirted all of the corporate guidelines set up and started piling on responsibilities on you that weren't initially part of your job description and it said, hey, this is now part of your job description. Get it done. Didn't go through HR. Didn't go through the proper practices put in place. Would you think that that was fair? No, but this Deshaun Watson case, you, honestly, I'm a little confused by your stance. Deshaun Watson deserves more. There's no argument about that. He deserves more for what he did and what he's accused of. Ken saying if if so Sue Robinson was tasked, big deal? but I need a I need a billion I need a billion dollar corporation to follow its own rules that it set forth, which means it negotiated in bad faith with its players. The players that if they didn't exist, then the NFL wouldn't exist. Yeah. You want to see Jerry Jones under center? Yeah, I don't think so. Hey, Jeanette, Ken Stance is, okay, they hired Sue Robinson to do the job of laying out the punishment. Who's a retired judge, which honestly made no sense to me in the first place. Well, she, because- and she did, and what she said doesn't matter anymore. They, they, have, they have basically made her... What's the point of her? She's a pawn. What is it? She is a pawn. Nobody's going to take seriously any other ruling that she puts forth because they're nope. going to say, oh, well, maybe, maybe, I mean, Roger, is Roger going to swoop in? And does he really trust Sue Robinson? Apparently he doesn't. I love that this appeals process, by the way, Roger Goodell can appoint somebody or just appoint himself to hear the appeal. The whole what kind of business is this? I agree with you that the whole process is an absolute sham. It's sketchy. It's built to make Goodell look good. But at the end of the day, I'm sorry, I, I, I buy it. I buy it because Watson deserves more. What, what would you have wanted in that case? The only answer was for Sue Robinson to give the, the whole year off. That's- but she did it. So what else did you want? I'm sorry. It sucks that the process is a sham. But what other option was there? If, if you're going to play into the court of public opinion, Roger Goodell is being very reactionary. In fact, in fact, Lewis Riddick was on Sports Center yesterday on ESPN, and he was discussing why this is a lose lose for the NFL. I'll let Lewis Riddick take it from here, but here's Lewis Riddick yesterday on the situation that the NFL finds itself in. The league has been very reactionary in these kinds of issues, and they have reacted based off of what public perception is and what public blowback is and what public opinion is. In this case, I think they were trying to be much more out in front of it in terms of how they felt about it, given what the evidence was and what they were suggesting. But because of what they had collectively bargained as far collectively bargained as far as having a third party decide these kind of things, they were out of it as far as initially what the punishment was going to be. Now they're in- injecting themselves back in it. Naturally, they're going to get a bunch of blowback in that regard because people are going to say, well, why the hell did you have a third party in the first place if you're just going to mm-hmm. go ahead and take over from an appeal standpoint and do what you want anyway? Well, really, they have no other choice. So you're right. It is a lose-lose for them. They have no other choice. They really don't because, look, Judge Robinson wound up saying and she that she agreed with what the NFL was really looking for in terms of from a overall punishment standpoint. She understood that this needed to be a little bit more harsh, but she also chastised them and basically punished them by using their own precedent and their own personal conduct policy against them when she said, you know, the suspension at six games. So, look, I'm going to give the league the benefit of the doubt, like I said in the beginning here, because of the fact that they wanted a harsher penalty anyway. But I think, look, I think going forward, there's going to be a lot that needs to be discussed within the offices up there at at the NFL headquarters as far as how can they tweak and amend this personal conduct policy so there isn't so much gray area and there's a lot more being known about what to expect when people run afoul of the rules contained in the personal conduct policy. And when I say people, I mean everyone. And I'm not just talking players, I'm talking owners, as is also laid out in that personal conduct policy which people have touched on, which obviously is a big sticking point, which is obviously something that the NFLPA used to argue for Deshaun Watson in terms of him not getting any uh, kind of fine and a lesser suspension. It's something that needs to be addressed, no question about it. Player conduct policy, all the gray areas, the way that it was navigated around or attempted to be used by the NFLPA. Whose fault is that? The NFL. The complete lack of precedent the number of games that have previously been given because of alleged sexual assault. Whose fault is that? The NFL. Only bringing forth evidence 
from four of the accusers. And then inconsistencies in how many accusers the NFL actually talked to. Whose fault is that? The NFL. The NFL negotiated a third-party arbiter to determine punishments for the personal conduct policy. And then are going to completely undercut her with the first case she hears, even though she did, by definition, give the most stringent, the most severe punishment ever given to anybody accused of sexual assault in NFL history. Whose fault is that? The NFL. What am I missing here? If, if, if this was politics and I was representing my district... Would I play to the court of public opinion? Yes, because it's my job. Because I'm a a public servant in the political realm. The NFL made a binding agreement with a third party, with the NFL Players Association, and they're going to go nuclear on one of the biggest sticking points the first time they hear a case. That rubs me the wrong way. Even if Deshaun Watson is a remorseless pile of garbage... Diana Rossini tweeting yesterday that his side still believes he should have gotten no games. For sure. I saw that. For me, me, deep in my Ken Levicka football soul, my life soul, I, I would don't care if I ever see him again on a football field. I mean, disgusting, serial, predatory behavior. But if you're an NFL player and you see what the NFL is pulling here and you already have had to fight really hard for the most basic of basic business principles over the years, you're saying to yourself, here we go, fascist Raj, back at it again, authoritarian, just doing what he wants. We actually don't have any say in anything in this league, and that is fundamentally wrong. I know none of it will make you happy, and when I say none of it, I mean the decision that Roger Goodell lays down, but what would you be pleased with? That's what I'm saying. As far, as so you far, just want to stick with the yes, six yes, games? Yes. What? Well, no, no, I hear That's that. I, I hear no, that. He, hi- not. he hired her. She did her job. She did her she job. She laid out six, eight games. And boom, the, we're running the with reason it. Six, and the, the reason six games is handed down and the most severe punishment in NFL history for an action like this is based on NFL policy yes. and based on what the NFL brought to her. Not the other way around. The NFL. So, Jeanette, if... if you know, he gets suspended indefinitely, and we don't see him this season. A third-party arbiter will never be used again. Ever. Ever. You might as well blow it up. Just blow it up. It doesn't matter. Sue Robinson, you might as well just get rid of her. And again, like I said, if I were her, I would I would just walk away. Uh, so, so maybe they were trying to please fans. No, they're trying and, to please fans. And they're trying like, to please people like me right now that I'm like, this boy does not deserve no, six but, games. Uh, he deserves yeah, to be yeah, gone, period, point blank. True, but I mean like, People have been calling for a third-party arbiter for a long time. Like Ken, who didn't want Roger Goodell just laying down a random hammer. He said, all right, fine. You guys want a third-party? Here's this. Here's Sue. Hired her. She gave six games. And Roger's like, that's why we never did this. Because we want more. We want to suspend him more than six games. So it's like, six ain't enough. You guys got it proven by Sue Robinson. So we'll never do that again. And this is the issue. I'm fine with an appeal. But the appeal is Roger Goodell. (laughs) the, The appeal is someone that Roger Goodell would appoint. Those are the two options, either a Roger Goodell stooge or Roger Goodell, Which, right? This is the same Roger Goodell that, by the way, improprieties all over the place in the Washington football organization. Daniel Snyder, what a dastardly pile of garbage that guy is. And what did Roger Goodell do? He said, ah, oh, we can't make our independent investigation public. Sorry, you can't see the details. And hey, Daniel Snyder, you, you, you can't. You can't run day-to-day operations with the team, but your wife? Ah, there you go. So you mean to tell me that the same guy who didn't want the independent investigation, oh, the NFL, washing their hands of it, here, independent investigator, do your job, can actually release the information that rocked the NFL, got uh, John Gruden fired out in Las Vegas, and the guy who oversees a league that is still willing to blow up players' lives, their livelihoods, because they smoke weed. You mean to tell me that... That's the guy who should be hearing the appeal. I agree with you because uh, I will say it. I don't even, I believe Tyreek Hill should have served something after his accusations and everything as well. I believe Robert Kraft should have served something. <laughs> I, I believe Jerry Jones should have served something. I was going to say Jerry Jones and his uh, son. For sure. Or anybody in that investigation. I mean, Robert Kraft, 
The dude was showing up to a strip mall in Jupiter to get touched on for money. I mean, I I am pro-sex work. So as long as it's in conditions that are good for both sides, good deal. But guess what? It violated conduct policy. But Robert Kraft got no punishment. So where are we? Where are we? Where where are the priorities? Who are we actually looking out for here? Why isn't this consistent at all? The guy who has bred the inconsistency is now going to say, oh, regale me with glory. Here's the indefinite suspension. I I think Roger Goodell is looking out for women. Like he's going to. He never has. I will tell you straight up. He never has looked over women. But that's what he's trying to do by saying, oh, we all believe six games isn't enough. Okay, watch this. That's disingenuous. It's so disingenuous, but that's what he's trying to do. So I'm right in the middle. I agree with Goodell in the part where I'm like, screw this bleepity bleep. He does not deserve to step on a football field point blank. But at the end of the day, I do agree with you that he needs to follow the process as well. It's, and it's so tough. I have no I idea where to be right now. I know. and that's Because where- I'm not like, first of all, Goodell has never respected woman. How many domestic abuse cases have there been in the NFL? And literally nothing has happened. It was a good- We've seen women be punched in an elevator. So, so there, that, that was going to be my and point. He never played again. That in was, all fairness, so, Ray Rice so, never played again. I, I saw a great point. Greg though. Hardy, though, Greg Hardy, sure, beat up a woman and threw him on a and threw her on a pile of guns. Mm-hmm. He played again. Uh, he he definitely played again. So I, that's the point with the Ray Rice thing. If there's video, right, it's easy to thing. lay down. Like, what are we doing? Law. What are we doing here when we're making punishments? Oh, if you can see it, and I'm mm-hmm. forced to make a decision, uh, then. I'll make that brave decision. It was real brave of Roger Goodell to come down hard on Ray Rice when the whole world saw Ray Rice's fiance go down in an unconscious heap and get dragged out of an elevator. Mm-hmm. What about actually believing women? That would be nice. And he but now all never of a sudden, has. But now all of a sudden, Roger Goodell's coming in to save the day. Advocate. And I'm very happy about it. But, but it's because I. But it's better than nothing. And see, this is what's tough. And Jeanette's 100%. And, that is why we're in this spot. It is. And it seems like it seems like we're we're on both sides of the fence here and it's kind of cuz we are. Because again, if Deshaun Watson in a vacuum if Deshaun Watson never played again, I'm good with it. I'm it's serial predatory disgusting behavior. I think at, 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 at okay? this point we most of us are. But okay I don't that. trust Roger Goodell. For me that's what it comes down to cuz he's going to take an inch like any good dictatorship. He's going to take an inch and then he is just going to, once again, engulf the entire thing. There's literally a dude on the Dolphins right now you guys are hyped to see who has charges against a woman on. His name's Tyreek Hill. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I am totally not- aware of that. I'm totally aware of that. Totally. Is Roger Goodell the hero in the Deshaun Watson saga? And is the NFL doing the right thing? The NFL is going to get what it wants. They're going to get the indefinite suspension for Deshaun Watson. That could span into next season. Is Roger Goodell the hero in the Deshaun Watson saga? And is the NFL doing the right thing? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. That's 888-760-3776. Because I keep hearing and I keep reading, he's doing the right thing. 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 Is he doing the right thing? Because he sure as hell hasn't done the right thing before, and him not doing the right thing previously is why we're in this spot now. It's why Sue Robinson did what she did. She's the one who's actually trying to set precedent and set things on the right course. Yeah, Lewis Riddick, she was trying to basically make fun of them. Take the reins away from the guy who, based on how his stomach felt on a given day, was handing down punishments. Is Roger Goodell the hero in the Deshaun Watson saga? Is the NFL doing the right thing? 888-760-3776. Terrence is in New York, and Terrence is on Ken LeVick Alive. Hey, Terrence. Hi. How you doing, guys? Good. Uh, thanks, for, thanks for my call. Uh, I, just, I was reading up on things uh, as you were talking, uh, all three of you, and I had some questions as far as, like, um, I just see here that uh, the Texans have also paid the ladies. Uh, yes, so they've been sued. They've been sued because uh, the Texans apparently booked some of these uh, massage therapists or these women for Deshaun Watson. So she, they have absolutely been caught up in their. They they are part of legal proceedings with these women. Yes. 
Okay, that's that's pretty much all I wanted to know, really. Uh, and um, I, I would like to say that Josh Norton, um, that was pretty ridiculous on the marijuana thing as well. Um, yeah. I do agree with you guys. And, and it's still happening. Was- and and you could even extrapolate it, extrapolate it down to Calvin Ridley, who had a 25-part parlay, mm-hmm. $1,500, and bet on his team to win, and we're not going to see him at all this year. Uh, when you look at uh, the the Cardinals uh, wide receiver, why am I blanking? Uh, Marquise Brown. Uh, no, 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 not Marquise Brown. Um, uh, Was it Christian? DeAndre Kirk? Hopkins. Oh, for the PEDs. Basically, a bad a bad protein shake, and he's not going to be in. He's not going to play for the rest of the year. Like that. Those are the types of things yeah. Roger Goodell is overseeing, and the inconsistencies I'm talking about when I don't trust him to actually make these decisions because he's why we're in this place, and Terrence. Appreciate the call. Deshaun, I am not defending Deshaun Watson. Theo was so right when he said on Monday, and Jeanette, you didn't hear this, but Theo said, anybody who's defending Deshaun Watson, I'm defending the process the NFL made an agreement with with the NFLPA. I am not defending the actions in any way, shape, or form of Deshaun Watson. You there are have. some people out there that I never, I never have. You never have. But Theo said that the people who, who are saying, see, Deshaun Watson, do anything, uh, he never was brought to court. Uh, there were no legal proceedings brought against him. So he's innocent. He's innocent. Those are the people that know that their behavior has been sketchy and questionable mm-hmm. in those sexual areas in their past, and it's pure projection. Theo nailed that on Monday. Absolutely. That is the only explanation for that. Is Roger Goodell the hero in the Deshaun Watson saga? And is the NFL doing the right thing? Is the NFL doing the right thing coming back and saying, hey, independent arbiter, nope. Here comes Raj to hand the suspension he wanted all along. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Tony is in West Palm. Hey, Tony. What's up, y'all? Roger Goodell, first of all, first of all, the NFL, did they do the right thing? When does the NFL ever do the right thing when it comes to a situation like this? Rarely. Second of all, Roger Goodell, he's a clown. The the clown emoji right now, clown emoji. That's Roger Goodell right Mm. now. Roger Goodell's the dude that one day he rocks that that, that, that racist MAGA hat to, to, to satisfy one side, then the next day he's with a dashiki the next day, and then one day he's saying CTE don't exist. And then he's he, then he's doing a sponsorship for brain pills. The dude is a, the dude is backwards. As far as Deshaun Watson, hey yo, let me say it like this: anybody in this world that rapes or assaults anybody sexually on any way, yo, you don't deserve to even be around, B. But let me say the president ha- the precedence has been set, right? Yeah. Because what did what did the NFL do when Roethlisberger got caught up? They, they gave him six, right? They gave but him six the, and let him appeal down to four. Appeal. Exactly. Exactly. They gave him an appeal down to four. Okay, where did the NFL have a chance to set a new precedent? Mm-hmm. Oh, that would be with that would be with Robert Kraft, right? Mm-hmm. But nah, that that didn't happen because what happened with Robert Kraft is, oh no, this man is too important. You know what I'm saying? He's caught up in a in a situation where human trafficking and bigger names are involved. So let's cut the tape. Nah, 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 nah. Yo. It's innocent until proven guilty in America, and I ain't no dude that plays around with sexual assault, none of that, none of that. Whatever Theo was talking about, nah, I don't get down like that. But, yo, in this world, it's guilt, it's, it, it, when you're minority, it's guilty until proven innocent, and that's not fair no more. You know what I mean? It's a new day, and, and, and what they did to the, arbit- the, the, the arbitrary, le- the, the Sue Robinson, that was trash. Yeah. That was, that's the reason why bigger, a bigger emoji clown face should be put on Roger Goodell. I'd walk Shout away. Shout out to y'all. All right, Vic Tony. Alive is the best show on, on 106. Yeah, damn right. Appreciate you, Tony. Thanks, Tony. If I was Sue Robinson, be out the door. Say, thanks for making me look like a jerk. I mean, it, it probably is not that hard of a decision for her. She got her bag. She got paid. And she, <laughs> I, Lewis Riddick said that she tried to make a clown. She's like, this is what you guys gave me. Watch. I don't know what you're expecting me to do. But I'm going to give six to eight games because this is what's what, in front of me. What I want to make abundantly clear is that I respect Stone so much for bringing up the point that, hey, Sue got her paycheck. That's why she, she can walk away. You know what? It's why I love you because, you know what? It ain't wrong. And it's <laughs> probably why she's sticking around. Hey, we got Dr. Ross. We got Dr. James Ross. Uh, should we Should we just bring on Dr. Ross right now? Let's do it. Let's get right, boogie. We'll take a little bit of, a, of a, a late break after this. But I want to bring in Dr. James Ross, our friend, 
Baptist Health Orthopedic Care, taking care of all of your joint needs, your ankle needs, your issues. You're in pain. They've got you at Baptist Health Orthopedic Care. Dr. James Ross joins us every single week here on Ken Levick Alive. Dr. Ross working with a ton of organizations, including FAU. So I'm just a couple of weeks from seeing his, uh, his, his face and hanging out with him and uh, spending a whole football season with the man. But uh, Dr. Ross, first of all, thank you so much for jumping on. And I want to talk Offensive linemen, okay? We're going to talk about some of the big boys, and in particular, we're going to talk about Ryan Jensen, the fallen center for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and this hits home with uh, with Jeanette Javier because she loves Tom Brady. It hurts. Big Bucks fan, and uh, now Tom Brady has lost a big, talented guy in front of him to a, a, a knee injury. But I want to ask you, it hasn't been specified what the knee injury is. We've heard that maybe the season's done. Several months he could miss. Why? What could it be if it's not just an ACL? Wouldn't wouldn't conventional wisdom say if he tore an ACL, knee injury, what we typically see, they would just come out and say that? What's going on here? Yeah, it's hard to say. Um, you know, no one's talked about the MRI. No one's talked about how extensive it is. Uh, there's a chance that he's going around and getting other opinions as well. That com- that happens pretty commonly, but. Um, there was one released video of the event and what it looked like is someone coming to f- fell on top of his knee. So to me, based on the mechanism of injury, I would imagine his ACL is probably torn. Okay. The question is, is other collateral damage too? Is this a multi-ligament mm. knee injury um, that's more complex? And sometimes when we see a patient that has an ACL tear and we're examining the MRI, there's sometimes some concerns for the other ligaments being involved. And let's say if a standard ACL reconstruction, someone's able to come back at minimum six months, maybe seven or eight months, sometimes a multi-ligament knee um, can take a year or even more. And we've seen that in a bunch of players, and sometimes it can even be career-ending. Man, that is – so – so what are what are some of the other involved ligaments that maybe we've we've heard about that that could be involved if there's obviously the primary ACL tear but the ones that you say that could really uh, extrapolate the time to come back from an injury if you could come back from said injury. So if someone tears their ACL with their MCL alone, that's usually not too bad. The MCL will usually heal on its own, and you just have to address the ACL. Okay. But if you start tearing other ligaments like the PCL, which is the posterior cruciate ligament, or perhaps the lateral collateral ligament or the corner complex of the knee, then that becomes a lot uh, more involved. Um, Teddy Bridgewater, that's you know a recent example okay. of someone who had that type of an injury. And when you have that complex of an injury, those multi-ligament knee injuries, they can sometimes come with nerve damage. They can come with cutting off of the blood supply that makes it more um, limb-threatening. I doubt that's what's happened because I think that he would otherwise be in a, in a hospital somewhere, so I don't think it's that complex. You know, the one thing that's interesting with linemen is their the braces they wear. So um, depending on the team, depending on um, their protocols, a lot of the linemen are required to wear the braces during practice. Yeah, right. And there was, a, there was a really awesome study that was done out of the Big Ten several years ago that looked at whether or not knee braces can prevent injuries. And it was interesting because it showed that knee braces do not prevent the number of injuries, but they can definitely prevent the severity of the injuries. Huh. So, you know, the fact that he had a brace on when this happened, probably prevented him from potentially having a very terrible injury. That is that that is fascinating and probably something I would think that you can then translate down to the high school level. No, like if you're a young up and coming kid in the trench, uh, in the trenches, you is that is that too young to consider braces, or do you think that that might be a good idea for parents to at least explore? I think it's a great idea to explore, and I've talked about that before. You know, we're starting an outreach program to some of the high schools here in Palm Beach, and that's one of the things that I'm thinking to about trying to push for is to use braces for the linemen, um, at least in practice. You know, we at FAU, you know, we have a policy that they have to wear it during practice, but not necessarily the games if you're a defensive, uh, defenseman, uh, defensive lineman. Mm-hmm. But 
you know, the day-in, day-out practice where things unexpected happen, you're not necessarily practicing on your perfectly uh, terrain of the field, right. you know, things unfortunately happen. Uh, Dr. James Ross, Baptist Health Orthopedic Care, Ken Levick alive here on ESPN 106.3. So, Jeanette, do you feel better? You may not see him this year, but it doesn't seem like you're not going to see him next season. Hey, I'm very happy he wore the brace. Yeah. So it's not as bad of news as I originally thought, but it still sucks. It, <laughs> it does still suck. Uh, uh, Stone, what do you have for Dr. Ross? Yeah, I mean, it kind of relates to uh, Jeanette. So, Dr. Ross, we have a Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan in here, and you mentioned you know, how severe that injury is for guys of his size and how he might miss this season. So I got to ask you a football question. Are the Buccaneers doomed? You know, the center is oh the, the gosh, quarterback Joe. of the offseason. Yeah. I mean, he's the quarterback of the offensive yeah. line. I mean, is there trouble brewing in Tampa Bay? Get out of here. Uh, I think knowing how much experience Tom Brady brings to the table, I think the next man up is going to be a little uh, rusty to start. Yeah, but I totally. imagine with the preseason and probably the first few games that get underway, I'm sure they've got somebody that's more than willing to to do the job for him and protect Tom Brady and let him do his thing. Yeah, we'll that's see. Right. We'll that's see. Right. Dr. Ross is not going to fall into your uh, good. Buccaneers demise pipe dream, Stone. <laughs> good try, Stone. Yeah. Uh, Dr. James Ross, uh, Baptist Health Orthopedic Care. <laughs> Dr. Ross, really appreciate you. We'll talk to you next week, okay? Yeah, we'll see you soon on the sidelines. Uh, cannot wait. Dr. James Ross, Baptist Health Orthopedic Care, here with us on Ken Levicka Live. Uh, we are very, very late. Stone, I apologize for that. You tell me what you need me to do to get us back on track. Let me just tell you real quick about Baptist Health Orthopedic Care. Is joint pain affecting your quality of life at Baptist Health Orthopedic Care? The team's experienced in traditional joint replacement surgery as well as new, less invasive treatments with the goal of returning you to what you love as quickly as possible. Learn more by visiting baptisthealth.net slash orthocare today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care combines its resources of experienced physicians and leading-edge treatments and technology to provide advanced orthopedic, foot and ankle, joint replacement, spine and sports medicine care. Visit baptisthealth.net slash orthocare for more information today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has offices conveniently located in Palm Beach County through the Florida Keys. Learn more by visiting baptisthealth.net slash orthocare. We'll take a deep breath. We'll come back and we'll continue to entertain the masses. I don't know what I'm doing. That's Jeanette Javier. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. All right, we have to have a serious conversation about the coffee ethics here in this office because I'm being punished. Mm-hmm. And I honestly think that I'm being treated very unfairly. <coughs> I don't appreciate it. Ken LaVica Live, Thursday, that means Jeanette Javier. Here on ESPN 106.3. It also means that, let me tell you a bit about Greenway Kia West Palm Beach. It's where I got my Kia K5 GT, and man, is that is that a, a miracle of automobile manufacturing. I love that car. It is fun to drive. It is comfortable. Great gas mileage. Plenty of room for the car seats for the girls. Dependable. And... I know that Greenway Kia, West Palm Beach, all I have to do is make an appointment if I need to get the tires rotated, get an oil change, get any sort of service, boom, in and out. If I need to leave it for a couple of hours, shuttle to work. Love it. Absolutely love it. Greenway Kia, West Palm Beach, and you'll love the car buying experience because they have a credit clinic on site, a bank rep on site. The worst part about the car buying experience, other than the haggling, and that, that, is, that is really something that they avoid at Greenway Kia, West Palm Beach. The other part is realizing, oh boy, I've got bad credit, but I really need a car. So what do I do? Well, at Greenway Kia, West Palm Beach, no judgment. None. Zero. They get it. They understand it. I get it. I understand it. It's why I talk about it, because I've been there. The bank reps on site work hard. I mean hard to find the creditors that are going to make it a comfortable car payment for you, regardless of your credit score. Greenway Kia, West Palm Beach. Half mile south, Military Trail, Palm Beach International Airport. Can't miss it. Big old Kia sign in front. Greenway Kia, West Palm Beach. Check out the selection online. GreenwayKiaWestPalmBeach.com. I like drinking coffee. I like having coffee in the afternoon for the show. Gets me up. Gets me rolling. I had coffee. It was warm. I had three, uh, three creamers in it. 
It was locked and ready to go. And then something happened. There was a confrontation in the studio. I missed it. Jeanette was heated at Stone, and it somehow resulted in me having my coffee completely taken from me. My coffee privileges revoked because every time someone brings in a coffee for me, Jeanette steals it and guzzles You're it down. You're so full of it. What, what happened here? You are so full of it. How did I get sucked into you your so, confrontation no, with Stone? No, you know exactly what you did. I have no idea. Don't even it. front. So we this, this thing front. comes up often on the show. That if you finish the water in the Keurig machine, you gotta replace it. That's your that's your desire. That's no. not the And rule. that is absolute BS because we came we both came at Stone once for not doing it. Yeah. You were on my side. Kim. Well, it was funny because I were, was just teasing him. No, oh, oh, now you're just teasing him. Anyways, so three minutes before the show, I'm like, oh my gosh, I, I want I want a coffee. Let me go get some coffee real quick so I can be ready for the show. Like you were with your cup of coffee. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. So I go over there, and that blue light is shining. Add water. <laughs> so I go to Stone, who's usually, who's usually the culprit. He was the culprit last time. Okay? So I went, Stone, did you refill the water? He's like, no, I didn't. I had coffee an hour ago. I touch, his hot, I touch his coffee. Surprise, it was hot. I'm like, you are a liar. You did not do this. So he was not truthful to you. So I thought. <laughs> so then you're like, but then Stone goes, oh, but Ken just had his cup of coffee. Look at his. So what did I do? I came over to you, touched your cup of coffee. It was coffee, hotter. Significantly <laughs> hotter. And then you admitted that you had a cup of coffee and you walked straight away from the Keurig machine. Yeah. So whose fault was it that there was no water in there after we've talked about it at least three times in this office? It was you. And I'm tired of these games. I don't... So it's time to start giving lessons. But I don't have to play by Jeanette's coffee no. rules. Yes, you do. Yes, you do, they're, especially when you come off. You were talking about process and everything before, yeah. weren't we? Precedent. Yes. Well, but my we precedent go. is leaving it empty. No. That, that, so that, your your precedent is based off of selfishness. Hypocrite! How dare you come after Stone and not even follow the same exact thing that you were giving Stone crap about? You want coffee, and you don't care if any of your teammates get theirs. How long does it take? To take the water you, compartment of out of the curing know. machine and put water in it. No, because it happens of to me, too. Of course you wouldn't know. It's, it's about a 30-second process. So why didn't put you take... back in and boop, hit the button. So you can't take 30 seconds out of your day? No, because Are you so much I, of a diva? My name's on this show. I'm, I need to be in my scene. It is more important that I am. I have sat and I am calm <laughs> and ready to do this, this show, the noon show, than any other person at ESPN West Palm. So... I, that 30 seconds could mean the difference between a really good Marconi award-winning show or a very poor, uh, might as well just move it to podcast type of show. Are we going to accept that, Jeanette? Absolutely not. I don't like it either. You are not above the rules. Right. Just because this is your show and your name is in the graphics it's, it's and everything. It's our show. No, it's not. Because if you did, you would have cared that <laughs> I had the same respect that you did. And that would have meant having a nice cup of coffee before. No, as a show family, you should respect the fact that I need those 30 seconds to get I'm, fully prepared I'm, for the show. Ken, look in the mirror. I'm just more surprised you want to be that guy. Because like, yeah. in the, in an office, whether you know it's ESPN, whether it's you know the law firm across the street, or it's the Westin Hotel, there are those guys. <laughs> like oh. he is now that guy. <laughs> so I am here to keep you humble and mm-hmm. to remind you of the roots that you sat in the same exact chair that I used to, and I would you now. But but answer this: What time did you get here today? Eight o'clock in the morning. I mean, good sweet God, Jeanette. So you had from 8 a.m. to 11.45. I made coffee at like 11.53. Evan was just about to go on. Evan Cohen was just about to go on for his 11.55. You had the 11 o'clock hour, almost the entire 11 o'clock hour to get an additional coffee, and you procrastinated. Wrong. I've had, this is probably, and I've stolen two of your coffees. So why did you so need I've, give your bladder a break, dude? Absolutely not. I am a caffeine addict. I have an issue when it comes to caffeine and coffee. And if I have to drink more to teach you a lesson, it's considered a blessing. That's what I was put on this earth for. I maintain I did nothing wrong. 30 seconds. All it took was you going up to the faucet. All it would have taken was you 30 seconds. 30 Don't seconds. even, Ken. Diva. 
You're better than this. You're so much better than this. So I thought. In fact, I think someone should bring me coffee. No, somebody tried to do, and what happened? I stole it, and I'll do it for the rest of the show and upcoming shows. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. She has stolen now two coffees from me. Mm-hmm. So she, I had my coffee. Totally hindered Right before the show. I know. I, I feel off because she is uh, denying me my coffee intake. I'm trying she, to teach you a lesson. She stole my first coffee. Mm-hmm. Then marketing director Courtney brought in my coffee because it was on the Keurig machine in stone. I want to thank you as a true friend for uh, making me a second cup because you felt badly for how everything turned out. Hey. And then what did what did Jeanette do? She intercepted that cup of coffee, sort of like Stone in a flag football game. Uh, did I miss that? You took that cup of coffee? It's in my hands right now. You see those two empty cups in front of them? That's my fault. So now I'm, I'm, okay, we, we, let, let, let's talk to Ernie here, but I'm, I'm not a fan of that. Oh, well. I'm not a fan of that because totally give your bladder a like, break. Like actual Ernie? <laughs> the Muppet? Ernie, what you got? For Sesame Street? Oh. Yeah. You're such a hypocrite, Ken. Thank you're you. such a hypocrite. You're, act, you're acting like the NFL right now. First <laughs> you're saying, I want rules, I want rules. And when the rules apply to you, no, 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 the rules don't apply to me right now. You're acting just like the NFL. Uh-huh. Bad, Ken. But there's bad. Yeah. Ernesto, listen, there is, there is not. By the way, why is Stone calling you Ernie? Well, that's my, that's my, what my friends call me, and I, I oh. said that at first, and he called on real quick. Oh. So you know what? Thanks, Stone. Oh, but, yeah, I got you, oh, Okay, I get it. I, but 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 for for, for the show, <laughs> you're Ernesto and Boynton. Okay, let's not like Stone. I get it. Correct. Like, if yeah, we're going correct, out for a beer, correct. I'll call you Ernie. But for show purposes, you're Ernesto and Boynton. But but there is no there is yeah. no there is no coffee conduct policy. At ESPN 106.3. I don't see a CBA. I don't see. Wait, wait, like, wait! You set the you set the precedent because if I heard correctly, you already screamed that stone for not with Jeanette for not putting water on the last time. So you set you set the precedent. So you had set the precedent saying, "Oh, wait a minute! You have to put it on." So you ridiculed him to put water. So he got ridiculed. Now that the water is now, it's your fault. No water there. You got ridiculed, and you're saying, no, no, you can't ridicule me? Come yeah. on, Ken. How about, that? How, about that? How about that P word for you? A little precedent action right on your face. Mm-hmm. <laughs> precedent on my face. Thank you, Ernesto. Um, but when I was getting on Stone for that, that's before the show really found its legs and oh, started to get uh, real his, successful. His so now things have changed. There's, there's, just, there's more pressure on me now as we continue to grow and continue to get more successful. So time is of the essence for me. So if I need a coffee... I need a coffee in the most efficient way possible. You are not higher than anybody else. You are not better than anybody else, and I will treat you as such. <laughs> Just to remind you, thirty as seconds. The great That's Kendrick Lamar taken. said, "It would have taken You're horrible you thirty seconds." Be humble. It would have taken you thirty seconds. <laughs> That's what. That's actually a pretty co- in my dating history. That was a pretty oh common, my God, pretty common uh, phrase. Not the not the sixty second. By man. the way, when you said Ernie, I was like, "Is this a totally different person?" Like I thought for sure. You know what? I don't want to expose myself, but I thought it was a totally different person as well. Oh, my God. He said, hey, what's up? It's Ernie. And I was like, oh, okay. Uh, it's not a Muppet? No. I, our, our, Sesame Street's not Muppets. I guess they're made out of the same thing. I just like, Googled Ernie. What does it say right under Muppet but character? But he's a Sesame He's not on the Muppet show. He's on Sesame Street. But he's a Muppet. Do you want to hear my Ernie impression? Oh, please. It's what I live for. Hey, Bert. Rubber ducky. <laughs> not bad. Not bad. You see, he didn't need coffee for that. <laughs> Follow the rules. Bert, you want a rubber ducky? I can't. Do it. It's Jeanette Javier. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 1063.